0: This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother. No spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. you guys can tell but we are yet again in the same room together sitting side by
1: side it's really nice it was it's exciting i know this time you can thank my mom who got vaccinated and immediately got on a plane to florida vax and wax i hear vaxed and waxed and ready to fucking party um so i am here dog sitting her little decrepit skeleton dog yeah she's so cute um yeah, so we get to we get to hang out again. I'm
0: so pumped. And you did. um we had a lot of fun right before the episode. My hands are still feeling very smooth. I ran up and asked Christopher to touch them. I was like, "Feel them. They're so smooth." He was yeah. like, "Okay." His hands, I also noticed were very rough feeling, which I didn't Ooh. notice before. So I feel like my hands are even more sensitive to yeah. like, like the roughness of others now.
1: I mean, I can see I can see a little bit of the dryness coming back in my problem areas, but mm. the reason our hands are so soft is because we made the crumpet manor cornmeal body Body scrub Scrub. and we posted it on patreon a little video for you guys so if you are a member of patreon or you want to be on our patreon and get super cool content like this who knows how much longer we're going to be filming in person with each other so i know better get over there get on it while the fun lasts we have
0: some fun things planned for future
1: ones too (laughs) Yes, yes. and last time we did the uh, fruit roll-up challenge Mm -hmm. and the fruit by the foot challenge. So uh, plenty of fun stuff kicking off this year. Mm -hmm. And yeah, my hands are feeling good from the cornmeal brat. Same, same. Super easy recipe.
0: Very simple, um, but you definitely need to watch the video in order to replicate (laughs) the the recipe because it's complicated. (laughs)
1: Soup, super complicated. The tech, it's all about the technique. I would say watch it to know what to do and what not to do. Especially that last part. <laughs> it, it, or it turned out fine. It, it turned, turned out, out fine. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was. It turned out fine, um, and yeah. So that was really
0: fun. Yeah. So if you are um, one of our patrons, head on over and check out that video. And speaking of new uh, or patrons and Patreon in general, we have a new Patreon. Um, our pal Dennis. Yay! Yay. Thank you, Dennis. Yes, thank you very much. Appreciate um, it, yeah. We hope that you enjoy all the fun content um, that has been posted and all the fun stuff to come. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, <clears throat> also, have you left us an iTunes review yet? Um, any new ones, Kate, at all? Ooh, let me check. Let's check that out. Let me check. The more <clears throat> reviews we get, the easier it is for other How I Met Your Mother fans to find us. And then our... Um, hashtag HB fam can grow. Yeah. And um, one of our favorite things about the podcast is just seeing how how much you guys love each other and the friendships that have sprouted because of it. And, um, you know, we do this for you. It makes it so much fun.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. We don't have any new ones. Okay. So if you haven't left us a re- review on what is now called Apple Podcasts, I accidentally put it in there as iTunes, Whatever. Um, <clears throat> head over and please give us a shout. Um, I think you can also leave them from other countries, uh, mm. but we don't always see those. But wherever you are, thank you in advance for doing that. It's helping us, like Caitlin said, reach more people and also move up in the charts. Which is one of our goals. Which is a long-term goal. Eluded it's, us. Is to get on the, the TV and film review charts. So thank you in advance for helping us get there. We really appreciate it. Yes.
0: We appreciate all of your support. Hell yeah. For sure. Make sure to stay tuned at the end of the episode for 13 legendary moments from listeners like you. And now let's get into Dual Citizenship. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five-level members, Arjun, Adam, Russell, Tish, Johnny, and Ben. Thanks to all of our patrons for their support of this show. Our Patreon works on a sliding scale. You give what you can each month and you'll receive all the perks we offer. Join for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod.
1: What's that? What's this? Oh, it's I'm, I just pulled up rachelscookiesandtreats.com dot com mm. because we're look we're uh, about to enjoy a delicious molasses crinkle from mm. there, and I mm-hmm. wanted to see what's hot. And oh. it looks like the uh, key lime cookies are flying trash. like hotcakes. Just kidding. <laughs> Caitlin just hates key lime.
0: I hate key lime. Nothing from Rachel's Cookies and Treats is trash. It's I awful. can
1: tell you that I got the key lime cookies, and they are mm. really, really good. Really good. Um, they're a lot like the lemon cookies, which are my favorite. Um, so let's see what they got. Mm. We got chocolate chip. We got lemon. We've got a cranberry pistachio biscotti and also an almond chocolate chip biscotti. Mm. So if you're looking for a tea, tea favorite. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Oh, here's one. So right now we're eating the molasses crinkle. When I ordered my key lime cookies, Mm -hmm. they threw in. A free ginger snap cookie, and now that is competing for my favorite cookie. It was so freaking good, it's so good. That ginger flavor is so sharp,
0: mm-hmm. and I love the little bit of like the sprinkle of sugar on the top. And you
1: knew said it was a little bit salt. It's a little saltier mm-hmm. than like the molasses one. Yeah, and it has almost it has like a a slightly different texture. Mm-hmm. So freaking good. Um, yeah. So if you want cookies in your face. Mm-hmm. we have a code for you that's going to get you 25 percent off you can go to rachelscookiesandtreats.com use our code hbfam at checkout and you'll get 25 percent off your whole order and they're shipping anywhere in the u.s and you can
0: reuse that code time and time again you know we have oh my god so many times and
1: caitlin what's so special about rachel's cookies and treats
0: i mean where do i start is it that it's all real ingredients. Is it's it? One. Is it the no preservatives? Mm. Is that they are these cookies and treats are handmade in small batches? Is it that it is a small family owned and operated and woman owned Hell business? Yeah. Where? Like what?
1: There's no downside. No downside. Just goes up, up, up. And these are yeah, these are great cookies. You know that we're serious about snacks. So go to Rachel's Cookies and dot com and get your batch. This is season five, episode five
0: titled, Dual Citizenship. Citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you didn't know that Sean Connery <laughs> has taken over as co-host. Oh my God. Dual Citizenship. That's what I get for, for trying to eat the rest of my molasses crinkle cookie. My molasses crinkle. <laughs> and say a word like citizenship and not want my cookie to come flying out of my mouth. <laughs> That's what I get. So, all right. Let's try this again. <laughs> Um, this is season five, episode five, Dual Citizenship. It first aired on October 19th, 2009 and was written by Chuck Tatham. And he is from Canada. <gasps> you
1: don't say. And it's true. It's true.
0: And he also wrote uh, another Canadian themed episode, Little Minnesota. Mm, and we see some callbacks
1: to that mm-hmm. here. Yep. Um,
0: and directed by our girl, Pam Freiman.
1: She does some excellent uh, directing, especially of the boys. She really does. Right.
0: Robin being from Canada is something that's never really far from our minds. Mm -hmm. There's lots of little pokes and nods throughout the series about what makes her different um, because she is Canadian. Um, But in this episode, Robin has to kind of make a choice and figure out how she can get her past and present self to kind of fit together. Mm -hmm. Um, Literally... Which, I mean, that's something, like, everyone goes through as they grow, but yeah. literally Robin's doing that with her country. Right, right. Is she Canadian? Is she going to be American? Um,
1: and... Yeah, yeah, just a mild identity crisis with a ticking clock.
0: Yeah, no big deal. Super
1: comfy. Very normal. Very typical. normal typical stuff everyone yeah. goes through.
0: Absolutely. Very relatable <laughs> is yeah. what we're trying to say. Um, and, you know, we get this cute little recap of all the ways that Robin is super Canadian and how... Makes her so different. You know, she'll go uh, ice skating wearing like the, you know, that 2009 uniform of mm-hmm. like the mini skirt and the little vest. The little vest. Um, sometimes she uses strange words like garburator and hydro bill. Um, she'd get pretty aggressive in bar fights. Love that. Um, yeah. And so the episode kind of kicks mm-hmm. off with Barney doing a social experiment to show that. I don't really understand how but he definitely proves the point that the US is much better yeah. than Canada because he gets the bar to start chanting USA which I mean
1: who's not going to say It's uh listen I am as progressive as they come I'm still going to chant it cuz ironically you, uh, it's uh, so fucking funny. It's just so funny because at this point it's a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we should not be that proud about anything. No, no. So it's just it's just like Barney says this whole episode it's just a matter of being proudly ignorant. Yes. You know? Exactly. We got and we got to be able to laugh at that.
0: Um Robin tries to prove that anyone will chant anything but it just start She tries to get the bar to start chanting Canada, which nobody joins in. She's like, all right, fine. Nobody will. They won't join in on just anything. Barney then further proves his point by (laughs) starting shrimp fried rice, shrimp (laughs) fried rice.
1: Americans do love a chant like that. I mean, it's true. But you know what it is? I think it's a human thing because we don't have like in Europe and maybe Canada too. I don't know how Canada rolls, but with soccer or football... They have all of these songs that, like, the whole fan base knows and yeah. they can all sing together. We don't have anything it's like, like that yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shit like that. Right? <laughs> like, every team has, like, this whole yeah. set of songs. And I remember being in France and a, with a bunch of American other, like, students. And we were, like, in this bar. And so, like, all these French people started singing this, like, song that we didn't know. But all of them knew it. Some fucking football song. So I was like, "Fuck, what do we know?" I was like, dashing through the snow. <laughs> so I got a singing jingle so Bells. So the same, Cause, cause like you know what I mean? Like those are the songs that we all know, oh, yeah. But we don't have that that unifying thing. But we do have the the chant. You the yeah. USA, and then the shrimp fried rice. You can't deny it. No, you have to stop.
0: You have to start. My hands automatically just like are will. You all did. You all did it too. Of course. Send us a video. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he starts chanting shrimp-fried rice, and Ted, who wasn't even a part of it, you see him just like bouncing down, shrimp-fried rice. I love shrimp when fried Ted fried rice. rice. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like it's cute. It's like totally, shrimp-fried rice, totally. <laughs> um, and and then we kind of get that set up for the the other part of the B plot of the episode. Um, speaking of food, Marshall and Ted's beloved Gozolas pizzeria is closing and it is located at 316 Kinsey street in Chicago, Illinois. <gasps> There's nothing really there, but it was a plot of land that was sold oh, a few years ago. Oh, okay. I did look. I wonder where yeah. they just
1: randomly, yeah. maybe one of them like lived on Kinsey street or something. Maybe it was like a mix
0: of things.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, there, uh, there was commentary on this, on the DVD. I,
1: I watched it a long time ago. I didn't watch it recently, okay. but I remember like little bits of it. Um, there was a lot said about Tim Hortons and how great they were, which I remember, um, and more about Robin. But my thing was, this reminds me very much of when when Lily moved in with Marshall and Ted. Like for a lot of reasons, this episode is like that with like the passive aggressive stuff mm. and the, the duel. Right? I mean, they had a duel then. Duel. Citizenship. Dual citizenship. Right? Dual citizenship. Um, we're both having a problem with that word. Um, but it's there's also this idea of like Ted refusing to let go of something horrible, like Shocky, the coffee maker. So, because I was like, why do they care about gazolas? They're in Chicago, they could eat pizza anywhere. I mean, maybe it was because it's like super dirt cheap, right? Or it's just the first one they happen to find, but like. Level up, guys. Level up. Seriously. Like, if the road trip is the, the part of it, why does the disgusting pizza also have to be a part of it? Just make it the road trip. Right. But they learn their lesson. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, like, Robin's figuring out how her past and
0: present. Mm. Marshall and Ted kind of have to figure yeah. out their past and present. Definitely and how some their parallels. How their friendship's going to kind of move forward because it has changed and shifted. Um,. Marshall reflects that, you know, those Godzilla chips are really <clears throat> where they became bros, mm-hmm. living off of Beef Jerky and Tantrum, mm-hmm. which is a Mountain Dew slash Surge type of drink. I going to say, did Surge get discontinued? I think so. I thought that it was, was brought back for a little bit. Yeah. Um has some pretty scary, scary side effects. And the highest legal limit of caffeine available over the counter, which was eventually pulled from the shelves. And we see, like, a clip of what you are assuming is an experiment, but a mouse from the control group explodes, so that really shouldn't happen. <laughs> they all have, like, green yeah, little the snouts. snouts. <laughs> um, but if you were wondering about the legal limit of
1: caffeine... Oh, Caitlin did it.
0: I did it. Um, so it... <sighs> The FDA estimates that toxic effects like seizures can be observed with rapid <laughs> consumption of around 1,200 milligrams of caffeine or 0.15 tablespoons of pure caffeine.
1: Um, makes me sad that they found that out by giving it to animals. I know. Because that wasn't just like, oh, you came into the hospital here. How many milligrams of caffeine did you have? No one would know that.
0: No. Well, unless, but often they're labeled as dietary supplements, so you know oh, in that way when you're taking yeah, it. Yeah, oh, so it okay. can be um, a powder, liquid well, forms, I was, pills. I hope um, it was,
1: uh, people. Yeah, who was
0: like. Kardashian, yeah, right. Kardashian, to be honest, seizing out. Um, so yeah, so uh, they recommend I think it was about 400 milligrams of caffeine a day, which is about four to five cups of coffee, which mm. is excessive. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, but the risk of caffeine overdose increases as the concentration of caffeine in the product increases, mm. meaning even small dosages of a highly concentrated product could lead to dangerous effects.
1: But what if it makes you skinny?
0: I mean, is that one of? It's still worth it. How do you know if you've consumed more caffeine than you can tolerate? Like, a feeling of unhappiness. I don't think you'd be feeling good about Dysphoria. your body. What the hell?
1: That's crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. I know. So, yeah. So, obviously, Ted and Marshall are going to have to go to Gozola's one last time before it closes. And it's kind of like the, the swan song. Yeah. Lives. yeah. Um, I'm not sure where they get 22 hours in a car from because the trip should be about 14 unless it's
1: round trip hmm but then it would be closer to 28 right right? so
0: I can't figure out why 22 um I did Hmm. look some do some light google light searching and people said you know they didn't really have a map so maybe they just took whatever road yeah it
1: might have been back roads they could have stopped a lot like when Liz and I drive out to Michigan it technically should take like 12 hours if you just go straight through but it's usually 14 with stops getting gas getting snacks peeing dog walking like it adds up Mm Hmm definitely adds up daughter of Patrick no you don't stop only when
0: you go to get gas and then you can and pee, then you do only if the timing is right <laughs> yeah. you have a cooler of snacks you borrow and the cooler you, for you borrow the travel TV with the VCR you record a bunch of shows off Grandma's TV because she's a cable box before you leave so you record new things so you can watch new stuff on the way home and you don't go where did you to go that. where were you driving that long South Carolina oh
1: fuck, I forgot don't about that stop Oh my God, that's horrible. 15 hours. Horrible.
0: Yeah. Oh, you can only pee when my dad stopped for gas.
1: My parents knew better than to put all three of us in a fucking van for 15 hours. Like we just, I think my mom had a horrible experience driving to Florida as a kid. Ooh, that'll and do it. She's like, everything in the state smelled like rotten eggs. Because <laughs> it was like uh-huh. sulfur, you know, like yeah. from the swamps and stuff. And so we just, we never had to deal with that. I don't, also don't think they hate air conditioning, so.
0: My mom told me that they drove to from Long Island to uh, Niagara Falls in a VW bug with four children.
1: Oh my God. A and VW my,
0: bug. And my aunt sat in the cubby, which was like the, a little trunk, trunk space.
1: <laughs> sat or laid down? I'm not really sure. <laughs> like a fucking piece no, of, my, piece used of to luggage? Say, like,
0: Ellie, get in your cubby now. Oh my and she would, like, God. she was like, my God. <laughs> I did, like,
1: a little shimmy, you guys. A little guys. shimmy of a small child being mm-hmm. shown in there. But
0: um I hmm. have to say, like, Ted does have a point, and Marshall has a point. Like, those trips, like, when they're ridiculous and crazy, like,
1: th- that's where the fun is. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming, they don't really say it, I don't think, but I'm assuming they, they would stop here on their way home. Maybe if you, if you, like, went with Marshall to Minnesota or something, they must have found it. Yeah. Because um, I doubt that. It was a destination, Gazolas, but, like, maybe they were going to Chicago, but, like, why? You know, so they must have found it on one of their... That makes a lot of sense. Their, their fun road trips together. Um, the, the only other thing I want to note, note in the cold open is that I feel like Marshall should have been dressed like Robin when they were going ice skating. I know. Based on what we know of him from Little Minnesota, and they're both, like, eating ice cream and drinking milkshakes mm-hmm. in the middle of winter. Um, but otherwise... A sweet, a sweet little cold, cold open. Um, so the next morning, because all this is happening so fast. So oh, fucking I, fast. It really is. Um, This is like, it's such a short period of time to have such huge things happening. Like there's two road trips happening. There's a citizenship sh- shit. Anyway, we'll get into it. So, um, Ted's so psyched. He's already, you know, drank his tantrum. And he just really misses bro time with Marshall. Um, And I guess... Things have really changed since they got married, but probably more since they've moved out. Mm -hmm. It's bound to happen. Makes sense. Because who the fuck even knows where Doe Tripla is in relation to the Upper West Side? Um, Or the Lower West Side? Are they Lower West Side? Mm. They're not Upper West Side. That shit's fucking expensive. They must be Lower West Side. Yeah. Teddy West Side. Anyway. um, And obviously it makes sense that this would happen, but it still hurts. And he's talking about how... Um, they've moved from an I to a we. Mm-hmm. And I always think about this like when I'm talking to my friends, I think of this episode and I'm like, don't we everything? You know what I mean? I like the we're pregnant. Yeah, oh the we're are the pregnant we- is we're, that's, fucking, the that's,
0: that's
1: the West. That's the West. That one is the grossest one. That one I do not like at all. Um, so yeah, we get this little clip of uh you know, Ted calling Marshall to talk to him and he's like, "Wee wee wee" about everything. And we've seen uh, Robin have this issue with Lily where they couldn't get time alone mm-hmm. during the Woo Girl episode, you know, where they're just like up each other's butts. And we know this, but there are times where, you know, it kind of comes to a head. So we've got that going on. And then we find out that the guy at the hoser hut, who wasn't Canadian, apparently is pressing charges against Robin, or maybe he was. Either way, she's having charges pressed against her in the U.S. I can't say the word. (laughs) Just cut it off. We all know what you mean. D.C. And she's going to get deported if she's found guilty. And uh, based on what we saw, she's fucking guilty. She's really guilty. She broke his nose with a chair. So hot. And I love her in the Canucks jersey. (gasps) So hot. So hot. Honestly, with your hair like this, you could be Robin in the Canucks jerseys for mm. Halloween. Just like do a like a temporary black dye. Mm. Um so yeah, so this the only solution is to become a citizen, which Barney is like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Like obviously do it. You live here, why not? But Robin is struggling because she doesn't want to give up her home country. Like she doesn't want to give up that heritage. Um And just for background, if you'll remember, she's currently on a work visa Mm -hmm. that Barney helped her get during the POSIMPABLE. So she's been on borrowed time, basically. And this is just, you know, bringing us back to the issue that Robin legally might not belong here much longer. You know, the rest of it is like existential, but this is a real issue that she has to deal with. She might get deported. She might get fucking deported. And Robin and Barney are together. It doesn't really feel like it this episode. They definitely feel more like friends, but maybe that's because it reminds me so much of the Pussimpable when he was still, like, trying to get her. But notice he didn't propose to her now. Whoa. Now that they're together. Interesting. And it would actually be, like, a serious thing. I mean, that would really ratchet up the relationship. But they don't need to do that because there's a test tomorrow. Oh. How convenient. Which is totally a thing. And I said, we just need to suspend our disbelief because nothing... About the So you don't want me to read all the eligibility sit. requirements.
0: <laughs> you don't want me to read or tell you about how the the twenty twenty version is they going back to the two thousand eight version, they're not using the twenty twenty version anymore. Right, right. Um, you don't want to do the practice test. You don't want to look at the, the practice questions. You don't want to look at the ones that are have an asterisk next to them because those are for if you've been in the States for like a really, really, really long time, mm-hmm. you only have to do you only have to know thirty. You only get done 30 instead of 100. Oh, so possible. you're allowed to be dumber the
1: longer you're here. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I mean, like,
0: I've been born here my whole life. I'm pretty fucking dumb. Yeah, I not any of that shit. It tracks.
1: I know who uh, Ernest is, though. Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get fine. there. We'll get there. Um. So, yeah, turns out citizenship test tomorrow. Uh, and Barney's like, Yeah, you're obviously going to do it, and I'll help you. So he obviously doesn't want her to get deported, because what's he going to do, move to fucking Canada? No. They would obviously break up. Um, And, you know, we get a cute little joke about the Canadian citizenship test only having two questions. Do you want to be a citizen? And citizen? Citizen? Why are we incapable of saying fucking citizen? Uh Uh-oh. No, I didn't drop drop it. I don't think I did. Oh, my God. The other day we had pop popcorn
0: and chocolate chips. Well I had popcorn and chocolate chips. <laughs> I was so careful. I get up, I come back, Chris was like, You got chocolate all over the couch. I was like, I was so oh. careful. It goes,
1: You had chocolate on the couch. It's just <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah. And chocolate chips. I know. They just go like sands through the hourglass. <laughs> you know really what I mean? mean.
0: <laughs> but I found a way to do it and I was successful yesterday.
1: Good. Would you get like a little
0: trough? I know. <laughs> so I had a a small glass like prep dish filled with the, with the chips. Mm. I place that in my popcorn bowl.
1: Oh, smart! So nothing
0: could spill out, and like the chips were secure in my hand as I <laughs> shoved them in my mouth.
1: I'm, I'm so glad that you've conquered your chocolate chip problem. Well, not really. It, it continues to conquer me, <laughs> but that's okay. We're all works in progress if this episode shows us anything. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um,
1: and then we get Marshall coming in at the last second here. <laughs> He's got his tantrum helmet on in Vikings purple, I I must point out. Good and catch. then there's Lily right behind Come him. Come on. And he doesn't even see it. That's the thing. Like, he has such a blind spot for it. And, of course, are Marshall and Ted going to talk it out? No. no. They're going to wait till it boils over, just like in The Duel. Mm-hmm. Because they're men.
0: We cut to the car and everyone's buckling up. And I love Lily's line. So you guys want to talk about bitches? <laughs> just kidding. They're called the women. <laughs> so good. And Lily's so chipper. Mm. And it just felt really interesting that, like, Ted wouldn't know Lily has to pee all the time.
1: Yeah, it or there are moments. There are moments when Ted is trying to connect with Marshall that Lily feels like a nuisance. mm -hmm. But then there are other times when she feels like an integral part of the group. But maybe that's just what happens. Like there are times when he really just wants his bro, and then other times where she's like family. I mean, she's kind of like a sister, I guess, to him.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: But this does feel a little. She does feel a little, um, is that like a new girlfriend? Yeah, and a little obtuse to what's going on when she's usually so perceptive. Yeah.
0: I love that she takes a big, like, two-gallon <laughs> bottle to her mouth and just, like, takes a gulp. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Marshall reassures him that it'll be just like all times as soon as they get out on the road. But of course mm-hmm. it wasn't. And we get flashbacks to see what their trip was like. And they're paired alongside with what's currently happening. And they're just completely opposite. So, yeah. When It was the boys they ate beef jerky, they d- drank tantrum, they kept themselves busy by playing games like covering up Marshall's eyes as he drives, <laughs> driving naked through a toll booth. Um, and you know, while Marshall drinks tantrum straight from the two liter bottle, and we have Ted's thank you, thank you, coming um, back around. Mm-hmm. And with Lily, it's everything is just so different. Everything she does reminds her that she has to pee. She has super healthy snacks like sugar snap pee. Listen, I love those though.
1: True, but we're also in our thirties, like they yeah. are. Yeah, like that's the appropriate snack. Yeah,
0: for us to like. But I, mean, I wouldn't be mad about jerky. I
1: jerky is always. We always have that for the trips to Michigan. So like it's good so, beef jerky. It's so clutch. Like a little thicker. So good. The it's chef's like cut chewy. brand. Mm. Ooh, girl. So good
0: uh yeah so it's not the same oh yeah ted punches lily in the arm
1: wait lily Lily punches punches ted in the arm while he's sleeping while he's
0: sleeping like that's just rude and she seems like obtuse like you had said Mm. you know what would have been funny
1: if um, lily did zitch dog and like beat ted mm -hmm. to zitch dog i like that um Ted tries to
0: suggest listening to Jerky Boys. I am not a fan. Me neither. Um, But Lily has come prepared with Goodbye Sparky. Oh, God. A story about a boy and his dog narrated by Kenny Rogers, who's actually credited as the kindly book narrator. kindly book narrator. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just like the grossest saccharine sweet kind of story. It um, yeah. starts, when I first met Sparky, he reminded me of my favorite comb. He was missing a few teeth, but I loved, loved him anyway. Loved him. And mother was fit to be tied when he went out to Ugh. do
1: his business. Just, I want- it's so cringe. It's so cringe. Like, I was watching it, and I was like, oh, my God, I fucking hate this. But then it's so it's so perfect later on, but you, they really help you feel exactly what is feeling in this moment i agree it's just
0: very very cringeworthy yeah
1: um and of course sparky going outside to
0: pee on mother's doing her his business reminds lily yeah Yeah. yeah. um we cut really quick to barney quizzing robin at the apartment and (laughs) she is ready for the test but is she ready to be an american (laughs) no um but barney is prepared he's gonna get all the canadian out of her um and I love he says, um, let's go buy something that's bad for us and see the people who made it. That's American Robin. Yeah,
1: that's the kind of stuff you got to learn if you yeah. want to live here. Yeah,
0: so Barney's going to teach Robin how to be an American. Like, she might be able to pass the citizenship test. Oh, I said it. Yeah. Um, good but, job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she needs to learn how to be an American. Yeah. Um, back in the car, we are... The Sparky book is continuing um, with all the different balls that Sparky like to chase, including a grapefruit, which isn't a ball but is round like a ball. And we've come to find out that they are eight discs into this story.
1: <laughs> They're talking about
0: the fucking balls,
1: right? Sparky. Still a lot of a lot of setup.
0: Oh, a lot exposition, um,
1: as they say. Yes.
0: Ted loses it and asks Lily if she has to pee just for something different to do. Yeah. And lucky for them, they're almost to the hotel and she can go there. And this is something Ted clearly was not expecting. You could see it all over his face. And it's not part of their original Gazzola's trips. Um, How did they not tell him? I don't know.
1: That That is, and I think, to some degree, I think we're supposed to feel that Ted is sort of being unreasonably... Clingy about this whole thing, but also Marshall really fucked up in in this specific moment. Didn't
0: have an overnight bag. He didn't
1: ask if Lily wanted to come, but then again, he often includes Lily, assuming the three of them are mm-hmm. best friends altogether equally. But they didn't even plan to sleep over. Like it doesn't. It, that what an oversight. Clearly, the two of them have gotten some some <clears throat> have gotten more disconnected. Than we knew.
0: And what, like, what made them think that staying at Crumpet Manor
1: would be good for 10? Te- would be good for 10. Yeah. They were just thinking about themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trash.
0: Um. So, yeah. So, they're going to stay at Crumpet Manor, which is, um like, a bed and breakfast, specifically, specifically. aimed at couples. And <laughs> like,
1: what B&B isn't? I know. So, for them to go, like, a, a uh, step up.
0: They said they specifically have catered to couples since they've opened on christmas day in 1881 which of course makes
1: ted or makes Lily and marshall just swoon um we do know from last episode they tr- they legitimately love a B&B true and b true they tried to drag uh barney and robin to one and that this is place true. is like the fucking the popover pantry of bed and breakfast just all about the couple's
0: Crumpet Manor, yeah, you know. Yeah.
1: Oh, the other thing I was gonna say about this whole couples B and B thing and Ted being the odd man out mm. reminds me of season nine. But that's all I'll say. You know, mm-hmm. that's all I'll say. If you know, you know. This is spoiler free. We're not
0: spoiler free. Yeah. Hostess lady asks, says so, so she can find some sort of recreation for <laughs> Ted. Ask, he asks if he enjoys sitting on a bench. <laughs> Chris does, like truly enjoys just sitting.
1: just sitting on a bench, take letting the world. Yep. I think Truth it depends by. for me on the location. Well, yes, of course. Up upside bench? Yeah. I don't think I want to
0: sit at Crumpet Manor.
1: I don't want to sit at Crumpet Manor. I want good people watching mm-hmm. if I'm sitting on a bench. Central Park say City. would be great. Yeah. Uh, a train station mm-hmm. with lots of traffic. Perfect. Um, I guess by the ocean if you want like a, a reflective moment. Sure. But not outside of a fucking Midwest bed and breakfast. At night. Yeah, as a singleton. What a nightmare. Like, this whole thing is set up to make us really understand how alienated Ted feels from their life. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't feel like there's room for him anywhere. There isn't. They didn't make any yeah. for him. Yeah, Poor Teddy boy. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Oh, okay. So, back at the apartment, we've gotten into Barney's version of the American, uh, the American citizenship test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With questions about Archie Bunker and the Jeffersons and also Ernest. Of, you know, Ernest Scared Scoop Stupid, Ernest Goes to Camp. I hate the Ernest movies. Oh, fuck. We loved those movies. Hated. They are very creepy and weird when you watch them as an adult. They, are, they have a weird. Everything about them is weird. Jim Varney. Was that his name? Yeah, Jim Varney. Scared the shit out of me. Something about him really creeped me out. He made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like an... There's an uncomfortable... I'm not in a way that I enjoy. Thing, yeah. But it was... Yeah, it was like a very trashy situation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Jeff Foxworthy isn't far off. So it's just great, though, because Robin knows exactly what she's doing. She's wrong, and she's just gonna stick in it. And we get the great quote from Barney of, not only are you wrong, but you're belligerently sticking to your guns and insulting me in the process... Robin Sherbatsky you are an American, and after this last election cycle, it's true. <laughs> like no notes, it's exactly right. <clears throat> so
0: this remind her and the Jim, Varney and Jeff Foxworthy thing remind me of our never not funny slipknot jokes. <laughs> so, Chris there gets like, so annoyed. He's like, "There's like
1: a set of bands that we just pers- like." Morphed into one, Purposely, into one we, yeah. yeah, into one we at Crumpet Mar- Manor. There's Papa Roach, Slipknot, Limp Biscuit. Basically, we can Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray, Smash Mouth. They're all the same band. We've decided, <laughs> and so it's never clear who we're talking about. And this all started because I was teaching Caitlin how to knit. Yeah, and I told her how to do a slip knot, and then she <laughs> went on fucking Ravelry and made her name like Slipknot, slipknot. xxx. <laughs> Because she's straight edge. I'm so hardcore. <laughs> she's hardcore straight edge. So that was fucking amazing.
0: Oh my God. Um
1: okay, so uh back at Crumpet Manor, Ted's obviously m- miserable. And Marshall's just trying to reason with him. Like, we don't have to drive all night anymore. Like we're not poor college kids. We don't need to do that. But Ted is it's too late. It's too late to feel any better about this he's stuck in his mood he's stuck in the past and what he it's, misses and that's cl-
0: everything that marshall's saying like they don't have to do anymore is clearly like part of what ted loved about the trip that's
1: what he wanted to, yeah that was the stuff that made it he wanted that all that gritty stuff is what helped them become closer friends mm-hmm. um so basically marshall without any knowledge of ted put the 22-hour road trip on the Myrtle list and didn't let him know. Well, didn't let him know that he'd like moved on from it. So, um, and then we see Ted's worst nightmare coming true of Marshall and Lily becoming one unit in their excitement for a cornmeal, cornmeal body, and body scrub. scrub. And I gotta
0: say, how are your hands Let's do a check in?
1: They're they're a little dry. They've they've dried out a little bit. But I think if I I think if I had lotioned right away, it definitely that was. S- it's sloughed off the dead skin. Now sloughed. Sloughed off the dead skin. But it I mean, my hands just get super dry from all the hand washing. Same. All day long I'm like lotion, lotion. Right, lotion. right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so they're Ted is, you know, he thinks he's hallucinating, but basically Tantrum. metaphorically, right. Metaphorically, they are they are one and Ted is not part of that one. It used to be, you know, Ted was the tree that they grew around. Mm-hmm. And now he's he's a tree on his own. Um, we see Robin walking down the street, strutting down the street, littering, I <laughs> telling people to learn English. I was like, holy, I was shit. Like, oh, it's Robin. so bad. Maybe I'll rob a liquor store. Maybe I won't. My, My choice. choice. And I'm obsessed with her trench coat. I had one
0: just like it in a navy blue. What
1: the fuck with the with the with the ruffles like the the <gasps> tiered like yeah
0: from Express.
1: I got it for fifty percent off. And oh, I had it when I was dating Chris. Oh, my God. I am obsessed with it. I, I just always got rid been. of it. I didn't I didn't realize it was in this episode. I remember it from Last Cigarette Ever. That's, like, Ugh, the first yeah. episode that I remember it. Her with, like, her legs crossed, like, up on the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, oh, my God, it's the trench coat. It's my favorite. One of my favorite pieces she wears in the whole show.
0: Yeah, I had yeah. one just
1: like it. I'm <laughs> so sad that it's not still a thing.
0: I know. I had to get rid of mine. It was... Like the whole, like the lining had like a hole, like in the pocket. I just couldn't well, fix it, was, it anymore. It and was it just express, was express, so you know. Yeah, it was express.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, a, I was, I'm just in love with that that trench coat. She walks by the hoser hut, and oh, she just wants to go in for one drink, but she doesn't know if she should. Do your hands smell like that nasty honey? Yeah. Oh yeah, you can smell it underneath a little bit. <sighs> mm. It's not
0: smell good. <laughs> I'm gonna be smelling my hands. My hands don't smell good. Just
1: kids <sighs> Guys, use good honey if you're gonna do Yeah, the... don't use Kirkland. If you're gonna do that. Which I mean the... we eat, so I I don't know. We're just questioning all of our all of our choices now. Yeah. Um so she thinks she can go in for just one drink. Spoiler alert, she can't. She relapses. Everyone's crying. Well, she's crying. She's gotten everybody singing the fucking Canadian National Anthem, which I remember on the commentary, she was, or Chuck was shocked that nobody knew it. Like none of the extras knew it. So they had to teach all of the extras in the bar. Oh, Canada. But like, I
0: don't or know other. Native land. Yeah. I don't
1: know other countries National Anthem. Because they're all American land. extras. Yeah. I do know the French National Anthem. Most of it in French. But that's just because I love Edith Piaf, and I love her version of it. And I listen to it over and over again. Do you? Yeah. I got, that is one song I got started in a bar in France. Yeah? Yeah. Good for you. And everyone was like, yeah! They had really a good time singing that. Um, So, yeah. So that happens. And then Ted eventually gets Marshall out of the bedroom while Lily's sleeping. And it's a classic him him kidnapping to Chicago. Was it last episode we saw a kidnapping? What was the last episode? Sexless Innkeeper? Sexless Keeper. No, it was a couple episodes ago when um, Barney stole Marshall and brought him to the strip club. Was that the most recent kidnapping? They do a lot of kidnappings. Maybe. If, we, if there was one since then, just let us know I, I, on know Twitter. We know you'll let us. Yeah, let we'll, us we'll know. We
0: know they were wrong. <laughs>
1: yeah. Just kidding. Tell us we disappointed you, please. Please. Please.
0: please. All right. Um. Yeah, so uh, Ted tries to make things right with Marshall by apologizing and going for a late-night beers run to Chicago. (laughs) Marshall is dressed in his little itty-bitty bathrobe. He's got these long black socks on. So
1: cute.
0: And realizes at some point that Ted is getting on the highway. So where exactly is this (laughs) liquor store? And turns out they're going to Chicago. And Marshall starts to freak out, rightfully so, because he just... Literally abandoned his wife. Yeah. Um. But four in four minutes later, he's singing along, doing his little march dance to five hundred miles. Like, oh my god! I kept doing that.
1: I love if she's pissed, if she's, she's pissed. pissed. <laughs> so god!
0: Probably one of my favorite lines.
1: Because really, I mean, I feel like we've all had that moment. Like, well, I'm already out. It's usually when I'm drunk, and I'm just like, if she's pissed, she's yeah, <laughs> I'll fucking deal with it tomorrow. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um. And so Marshall and Ted have just, like, up and disappeared. And speaking of, like, where's Robin? What's going on with her? Um, You know, what happened after she went to the hoser head? So Barney's able to track her down, and it's definitely not a pretty sight. Yeah. Um, somehow Barney's able to just, like, get into her hotel room. Oh, he's got away with words, and Canadians are so polite. All right, all right. Um, I said, is that creepy, or is it just because I grew up on Unsolved Mysteries? <laughs> well, there's that. Um, Robin has a wicked hangover, um, but she's able to sort of piece together the evening, <laughs> but doesn't realize that like she went full Canadian and ended up in Toronto.
1: And it's a great moment when Barney tries to throw open the window. How Canadian! This Canadian! <laughs> and it's just a window a brick looking. Wall. In. <laughs> Bricks.
0: He's like, oh, I was hoping that'd be the Toronto skyline. You're in Toronto. Oh, God. oh my God. Um. So then Robin, you know, slowly coming back to her, she'd gotten an invite from a women's, women's curling team to a Brian Adams slash Rich Little ticket.
1: I'd watch that party, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean?
0: I How do you turn that down? Right? Super Canadian. All of those pieces. Um, I just really meant
1: Robin and the women's curling team. Oh, yeah. Getting busy. There was, there was clothing all over that hotel and room. And it was just Robin. And it was just Robin. And that was like... How'd you get there? I'm going to call this one for bisexual robin. Yeah, shit happened. Shit. All the curling equipment, the jerseys, if it's you look all makes around sense. the room, it all makes sense. Here for it. Here for it.
0: You live you live, that, that, that you do you. Live your best life.
1: Live your best life, Robin.
0: Um <clears throat> so yeah so barney rushes to her rescue to bring her back to the states so she can take the citizenship test that day <laughs> uh, but at this point robin's like you know what? i'm canadian and i always will be i'm mm. not really sure who we were trying to fool
1: um there's just no way around it that's that yeah down in chicago ted and marshall have made it to Gazola's place is disgusting the pizza is disgusting the guy working there even thinks the whole place is disgusting and can't believe they're still open he was played by brad grunberg he looks familiar He's what's been he been in everything everything oh, everything okay cool all sorts all lots and lots of tv shows
0: all sorts
1: wow really has been
0: <laughs> he was on the jeff foxworthy show <laughs> he was also i think he was on Living Color.
1: Oh, way back. Yeah. yeah. Help me
0: the sellout part one. <sighs> he was in that. He was in Revenge of the Nerds.
1: Wow. Like uh, the wow. Jeff
0: Foxworthy show. <laughs> um The Amanda show. ER, e. Spider-Man.
1: Damn. Good for him. What's his name? Brad Grunberg. Good for you, Brad. He was on Fuller House. <gasps> cool love a fuller house moment uh yeah the new will and grace i gotta watch that yeah just very cool good for you bro steady steady work that's what you want to see as a as an actor you know what for i mean sure. i feel yeah. like being a character actor is the best you have the most fun with it right and you're not being like stalked Pigeon usually until, like one like
0: you're not Josh Radner. Everyone's going to see you as Ted. Yes, yes, first. yes, Like, yes. people will remember you. Yeah,
1: maybe not. Wh- you're that from guy. where, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and maybe you don't have stalkers, which is probably not. Or, know, like, so. horrible shit happening to you. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Yeah, blah, blah. Okay, so, uh, um, so, like we said, for Ted, it's, like, about the grossness. Like, there's, like, a badge of honor to how disgusting this place is. Um, and, you know, it's where they bonded. So, I don't know why they couldn't just, like, be like, yeah, gazolas, okay, let's go get some real pizza. But you know, they learn. So apparently, the crust is actually good. So everything about the place is disgusting, but the crust is really good.
0: What makes the crust so good, Kate? It's the cornmeal.
1: <laughs> it's the cornmeal. And that gets Marshall thinking, mm-hmm. and he's really sad. Uh, back in Canada. Um, well, we learned that that Tim on the commentary, we learned that Tim Hortons was really, really helpful at getting them everything they needed to build. This very lifelike Tim Hortons. And they had to like get it across the border through customs like in a very short window of time. So that's why Barney twice says how good the coffee is. Because they were just so, they were so thankful that they were able to make it happen. Um, That's so sweet. Isn't it? Because I was like, why the hell would, like, Barney saying that twice doesn't feel like a mistake. And it wasn't. Um, so Robin goes up to the counter, and this is a a very cool moment in the in the script where she just asked for coffee. And I remember the first time I didn't even notice that there was no please and no thank you because we're We're American, American. right? Um, but the the woman behind the counter is trying to talk to her about the game last night, the maple leafs, and going into OT and all this stuff. OT. And um Robin's like, oh, I missed it. And she's like, Oh, sorry, you're American. You know, and it's based on the American money. You didn't watch the Maple Leafs last night. And no please and thank you for the coffee. And she's not mad about it. She's just like... It's, it's facts. That's how you you people are. So now Robin's like, where the F do I belong? I'm not Canadian enough to be here anymore. And I'm not... I'm literally not American enough to live there anymore.
0: So I just want to jump back real quick before we move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Tim Hortons. So... This is a, not a spoiler alert, but there will be a special Tim Hortons donut mention later on. I think. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Um, and P- P.S.
1: I love you. And, yeah.
0: So there recently um just this weekend, the Masters golf tournament, there was a Canadian, Corey oh. Connors, who made the um sixth ever hole in one on number six in tournament history. So he's the sixth person to ever do that. Oh, wow, cool. And the person who owns Tim Hortons, Robert Rumpf, um was watching, and they made a little donut in honor of him.
1: Oh, it's really cute. Yeah. It's like a little, it's like, um, like a There's sprinkles donut. A, yep,
0: with a Tim bit in the middle. It looks like
1: a golf ball. And it's got green um, sprinkles or frosting on top of it. Very, very sweet. Yeah, so I thought,
0: you know, just the timing of us recording this episode oh. and a Tim Hortons Canadian reference.
1: Timmy Ho is just being right? clutch yeah. all over. Um. And, yeah, so, and we just see, like, this Barney continuing to mm-hmm. ratchet up the the hatred of Canada in front of a room full of Canadians, not realizing how outnumbered he is.
0: Yeah, at Gazzola's, you know, we've seen Marshall really, with that change of heart and his conscience, really getting to him, <laughs> feeling super guilty about leaving Lily and... You know, he has reached out numerous times, but Lily hasn't responded. So the story Marshall tells himself is that she's super pissed. And in the phone calls to Lily, he makes sure to tell her that it is all Ted's fault, which <laughs> I mean, he Ted, Ted did kidnap him. Yeah. But um, and, you know, they finally have the conversation that we had been building towards. Um, Ted was really looking forward to this one last bros trip where they would just leave everything and everyone behind, just like old times, just Mm -hmm. the two of them. Um, but Marshall's a wee now. He's married and it's different.
1: Um, and really it's, it's because Marshall's gotten there before he has gotten there because this would have been a normal couple's Mm -hmm. trip that they could have done together with their, their special people. But Ted's being left behind. Right. And... Um, speaking of being left behind,
0: uh, just like a mushroom that crawls away, uh, Marshall decides he's, he's had enough and he's going to go sit and wait in the car. Um, and so Ted tosses the keys to Marshall in the floor in front of him. Marshall bends at the waist. And if you recall to your listener, Marshall does not have any underwear on, so he gives a really... Wonderful eyeful to uh, Brad Gunberg. I yeah. think he plays. His name is like Bruno. Is the character? Bruno. name. Yeah, cute. Um, Robin's really struggling to come with terms that she just really doesn't fit in, and she's at this the mm-hmm. most Canadian place in the world, as, as Robin puts it. Uh, yeah. Tim Hortons in Toronto, right down the street from the Hockey Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and she really just doesn't feel at home. She doesn't have a country. She doesn't know where she belongs. And Barney gets up and stands on top of a chair, and starts just berating Canada, <laughs> um, just absolutely trashes them, mostly for letting girls like Robin Shabotsky go. Um, and we see these three big dudes come over and look at Barney, and he <laughs> misinterprets what's going on. But then we see a little boy put his hockey sticks into the bar, into or to bar the door, <laughs> and he like punches his his uh, his hand, and so we know something's not. Something bad's gonna happen. Something yeah, good.
1: and because I think we, as Americans, assume that Canadians are always super polite and nice, but based on the episode of the fight, we know that Canadians like to throw down, and they we appreci- know Robin too. Yeah, we and we like to appreciate that. I mean, we just saw at the beginning of this episode; the hoser Hut turned into a fucking full full scale brawl. Robin broke somebody's nose with a, chair with a chair.
0: At the hoser hut.
1: Yeah. Just a normal just a normal night for yeah. a Canadian girl yeah. out on the town. Yeah.
0: Um speaking of fights, Ted and Marshall still aren't talking as they travel back to Crumpet Manor. Um, and they're listening to the smart the Sparky <laughs> book, which is probably just, you know, because otherwise if they had a chance to talk, they might become friendly. Right. But the Sparky book was not such a bad fit because it turns out that You know, when the narrator, aka Marshall, married Helen, aka Lily, Sparky, aka Ted, was feeling (laughs) left out. But Spark, what Sparky didn't realize is that the narrator had room enough to love both of them in his heart.
1: And the face acting here is is incredible. incredible. Good job to both of the guys
0: and to Pam. So good as they listen you can see which which lines they're identifying with which one they want to make sure the other one has heard and picked up
1: on which argument they're doing like like still loves him like and marshall's like yeah. yeah obviously so good um the subtlety of it was just chef's kiss
0: it really was um You know, but in the Sparky book, you know, that kindly narrator does say that maybe he should have put aside some special ball throwing time. Like, you know, the bros trips to Gazzola's Mm -hmm. just for the two of them. And I wish I told him that he was a good boy, but he'll never get the chance because. So unlike the beginning of the book, which was just so long, a lot of exposition, as you said, very drawn out. Right. This one ends just like literally like that like splat. with Sparky getting hit by a Cadillac and getting split open like a watermelon at one of those Gallagher shows and dying. Jesus just And just like that, though, they're talking again. Um, and it's, you know, the words don't rush out fast enough. Marshall's apologetic. He never should have brought Lily. He sees mm-hmm. it on now. It was a bad idea. Um, But at the end, they're still best friends and still best bros, and they decide to listen to the Spraggy book again.
1: Now, I don't know. I don't understand the appeal. Well, apparently now, we're looking at a Gallagher thing on YouTube. Apparently, he's, like, really resentful of the Gallagher thing. Why? And, like, will refuse to do the watermelon. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because it's stupid and, like... Yeah, and it was such a gimmick. And, I mean, I think... (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, and I think he he was he was gallagher is slash was really liberal like he was a very progressive comic we're about to watch him smash a watermelon pig and the pig is a cop (laughs) i was like yeah i mean it's so it's so cathartic right like it's silly but prop comedy isn't easy and you know he had he had a thing yeah, I just don't... Like, people are in the audience yelling, like, do the watermelon. Come on. Yeah. I'm like,
0: how... Is it really that funny every time?
1: It's just his thing that he's famous for, so you want to watch him do it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't All know. Right. The 90s, the 80s and 90s were a simpler time, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so back in New York City, Barney... Got his shit wrecked by some Canadians, we find out. He's on crutches, he's got a neck brace, uh, but shout out to Universal Healthcare, woo! because those dumb dums didn't even charge him. Again, we hear that the coffee's extraordinary, and, um, I mean, Barney saying Canada's not so bad is kind of huge, mm-hmm. because for five seasons he's been adamant that it they're- trashes it. Horrific. Um. And Robin realizes that it's not a one or the other situation. She doesn't have to choose between the two. There's a third option, mm-hmm. which is becoming a dual citizen. Um, and when I was looking it up, I... Well, I, I have friends that became citizens, and they had to they had to, like, renounce their other country's citizenship. Really? To be a U.S. citizen. Oh. But I think it might only be, like, you have to like take an oath while you're talking, mm. like while you're getting sworn in. Cause she I think she still has all of her passports. Like she's got a British passport and an Estonian passport. Um, but I remember back when I watched this the first time I didn't I didn't know that there was an option to not renounce your other one. If you're becoming American. I know if you're American you can be a fucking duel anyway. Yeah. You want? I didn't know you had to renounce your country. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so. Isn't that
1: crazy? Stupid. Yeah, it's like some bit in the in the oath where you talk about Ugh. how you like renounce all Ugh. whatever the fuck it is. Um, but yeah, so she's gonna she's gonna become a dual citizen. And uh, like, let's we've suspended our disbelief for a long time. Mm-hmm. None of this could happen in the time frame possible before Robin got arrested and deported. No. Or got charged and deported. No. But yeah. What you got over there on your
0: Instagram? I have a picture from September 15th, 2020, um, which is when Colby Smulders became a U.S.
1: citizen. She is now a dual citizen. And she's rocking a double mask in this photo mm-hmm. back in the day. And it's got pine- pineapples. Yep. <gasps> So perfect, yeah. and she did it just in time
0: to the vote. Election. Yeah, what a fucking because she said that she lived here, worked here for sixteen years, was raising her family here, right? But had never voted, and she felt really strongly, especially this past election. So, and then she also um, was very clear
1: to say that she cast her vote for um,
0: President Joe Biden. That's
1: right. So, uh, Schabowski is why we are living in a democratic utopia now. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Not really, but we're getting close. Just kidding, we're not. Anyway, um, so she's not a woman with no country. She's a woman with two, which is a great turnout for her. Yeah. Uh, back at Crumpet Manor, Lily is passed out, and she's so cute in this Aww. moment. She's like, mm, what, what? Wait, could you go somewhere? Yeah, baby? and she looks so comfortable. She looks so relaxed. You know that feeling after, like, a massage. Ooh, girl, I've told you about my spa experience of... Falling asleep next to a stranger and having my hands underneath mm-hmm. her body—that's mm-hmm. in the relaxation. Yeah, room, and that's yeah. how that's how Lily looks right now. It's just like she would just stick her little, her little prayer, but like folded in prayer hands under a complete stranger. It's okay. And not, no. It's
0: okay. Yeah, there and
1: just so much drooling. Um. Mm. So yeah, she's just
0: like <laughs> in your little tiny hands.
1: My little hands just snuggling up to a complete fucking yeah. stranger. Normal stuff. Um. Yeah, she didn't even notice they were gone. <laughs> and so I'm like, this is the perfect road trip for the three of them. Because Lily would never eat that shit. I'd be like, drop me off at Crumpet Manor. Smell you fucking later. Again, with the pieces. With the pieces. weird. Are... P- peace signs are back, peace guys. Peace signs are back. Just let so you know. Just like, give me five. Give me five and peace signs are back. Um, yeah, leave me alone. Let me get, pay for all my treatments while you're gone. Yes. And come pick me up on the way back. You can do whatever dumb shit you want to do. And um, she feels lucky about 19 minutes later, as they say, when the pizza has made it to their lower intestines. Reminds me of this favorite childhood scene. Cut it out of me!
0: (laughs) So we're watching Spaceballs. The Spaceballs ending. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime girl. We would lose it when he would put the hat on his <laughs> hat! Hat. And like the light goes, and it, like, oh, oh my God. Ready? Here it comes. There's, you can see it already. There's the hat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Look at the it's so good. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Mel Brooks is a fucking genius. A genius. Oh my God. It's so funny. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so they're like, cut it out of me. It's like a hot ball of lead. And now Gazola, as I said, is, is on the Myrta list for both of them. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. They're way too old for that shit. Yeah. And the last little bit is just Lily totally tweaked out on Tantrum on the roof Four of the car. Four
0: cans of Tantrum.
1: So it seems like- It seems like now all of them have had that road trip experience and- yeah, and it all goes well. That ends well, exactly. All you gotta do is fucking talk it out. You know, like that shit happens. Like you get, I think you, sometimes you get wrapped up in something in your life. You don't realize how wrapped up you are in it. It could be a relationship, it could be your job, and things are just kind of out of balance. Mm-hmm. And maybe you feel bad saying something to someone, but you just gotta fucking do it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, what'd you think of dual citizenship? I
0: had fun recapping it with you, but it, I struggled to get through my notes. I don't know mm, why. I don't know if it was just because it was like fast back and forth. So it was hard for me to like
1: have a clean start and stop. Yeah, there it was the scenes bled into each other like a like a Baze and, mm. and Thomas episode. Yeah. But it's a fun episode. Yeah, I think it's two re- two pretty strong tracks yeah. running through unlike Sexless and Keeper, which, which is was just like caps on one plot. Yeah. Um, but I do like that throughout it, like you mentioned at the top, it's Robin and Ted that are both trying to figure out where they fit yeah. going forward. And I said that um, it's one of those things where it reminds you that growth isn't linear. Like because we've seen Robin struggle mm-hmm. with her identity as a Canadian and an American before, we're going to see it again think subway wars yeah yeah you know she's gonna keep having that struggle of like where do i fit because she's she's growing and she's not from you know the united states Mm -hmm. ted will have more times where he feels left out of lily and marshall's or out of marshall's life because he's not a married guy Mm -hmm. but every time they come back to that they get a little bit better and they grow and they learn a little bit more so don't be discouraged if you have to keep dealing with your shit (laughs) Over and over again, yeah. right? Like every time it comes back around, you you learn something new. Yeah. So don't don't lose hope, guys. Growth is a spiral. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's my that's my that word. Was really for the day. That was really good. That was really uplifting. Oh, thanks, friend. You ready to do these ledge I am. I've gotten into the habit where I don't pick a legendary moment until I read everybody else's. Mm. Um. I think I have one in mind for this one, but we'll see. I have one in mind too.
0: Sometimes it really jumps out at me and sometimes it doesn't. This wasn't one that like jumped. Mm, yeah. For me. Yeah. So all right, let's let's uh, let's get into these legendary moments. Remember, if you are a patron, you get yours read in its entirety. Mm-hmm. So um, some of you really like to put that to the test. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Two. Um, our fa- our favorite. Oh my god. Our this it's too early in the night for me to get like this. Um our first legendary moment comes from Alisa or Alyssa? I'm not sure. Probably Alyssa Alisa That's what I was thinking. You never know. You yeah, never know. Let me know if I said that incorrectly. Um when Ted and Marshall come back to the hotel and are in pain from eating the <laughs> Gazola's pizza.
1: Good one. Yes. That's in the running for me. Okay. Mm. Uh, next up is from David, and David is one of our patrons, as you'll see. David says, so as a Canadian, Ooh. I love when the Canadians write in about Canadian Same. episodes. I have no choice but to stand this episode, and boy, is it a great one. Both A and B plot. That's right. Uh, that's right. I mean, you agree with me, so you're right. Robin, dealing with her citizenship is great, and the road trips are classic. Legmo, to how god-awful that road trip would be, I could not imagine the horror of trying to drive that long with a constant stops Mm. and listening to a terribly long audiobook about a dog who dies and staying at the Crumpet Hotel, Crumpet Manor, as a single person and being told, sitting on a bench is recreation. (laughs) And the destination is the worst pizza place in recorded history. They truly came up with a modern-day American version of hell. Amen. Mm. Super Legmo, to Barney getting beat up in a Timmy's, just perfect to match his complete dismissiveness of Canada. Yeah, that was five seasons coming. That was five That's seasons That's true. Coming. Sad ledge mode of Barney saying the coffee was extraordinary. It did used to be so good, and then corporate cost-cutting happened, and it's so, so, so much worse now. <gasps> that sucks.
0: Because mm. I was thinking, I want, I'm want. i like, where can I find a Tim Hortons? I did a little
1: search. Is it anywhere close? New York. Yeah, they used to have. we had them here for yeah. a little while. Mm-hmm. I bet when corporate fucked everything up, they probably shut a bunch down. Condolence five, David. <laughs>
0: Condolence five. Condolence so five. Good. Next up is Helena. Helena writes, hey, ladies, love this episode. Robin episodes are always fun. Mm. Plus, the bee pot with Gazolas is hilarious. My legendary moment probably has to be Kenny Rogers doing the audiobook. book. does some of the best celebrity cameos, and Kenny's delivery
1: is top notch. Agree. That was really well cast. So true. And Helena, just so you know, I did, um, I did read your legendary moment before we started, and I saw that you mentioned him as a cameo. I totally would have forgotten before the end of the season, so I added it to our end of season wrap up to Smart. make sure we don't miss him as a cameo, because that totally would have totally would have. Okay, next up is Diane, and Diane says, "Hi, I've been a patron for a few months. Jesus Christ, I've been a patron for a few months." We're having problems with consonants today, but this is my first time sending in a legendary moment, so I'm excited. Yay! I'm Diane. I live in Texas, and I also speak Mandarin. So I ought to add that Barney's Chinese during Atlantic City is surprisingly accurate. Huh. Well, that's good. Thank you for letting us know that, Diane. Chinese notes or Chinese tones are so hard for Americans to get used to. Yeah. So kudos to NPH for doing a great job. Yet another reason why we love him as an actor. Amen. Oh, that's so good to hear. Anyways, I think my legendary moment for this episode would be Barney defending Robin at Tim Tim Hortons. He's misguided and he doesn't know how to be a boyfriend. Yes. But he and Robin work because he understands her as a friend and he wants her to be happy. I totally agree with that because they really felt more like friends this episode, Mm. I thought he even spends the episode coaching her on how to be an American. I love seeing relationships built on friendship and theirs is one of my favorites. Excellent point. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for making great episodes. I started listening to HB last summer when I had stressful online classes to take and I loved taking walks and listening to Hey Beautiful whenever I could get a break. You're not you're not alone. We got another one about people taking walks and listening. I don't always want to watch TV since I spend so much time on the computer, so I love tuning in and hearing your take on the episode instead of just watching by myself. Also, this meta-analysis that thing... It's a spoiler. We can't read is it. A, oh, fuck. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're re- I'm just reading your your analysis. Um. Yeah, it's like the exact same scene. Very sad. Um, is that the end? Of, that's it, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Diane. Um, and we totally, that's a great point that you should definitely hold on to and then bring up again when we get to season nine, because I will forget it.
0: Yes, please bring it back Please bring back it, back it back up. up. <laughs> hey, K&K. Oh, duh. Forgot to lead. This next legendary moment is from Tish uh hey k and k fun fact this is the first episode of him that i ever saw
1: Ooh, good one and just canadian
0: i turned on the tv one monday night and was like i'm enjoying the show i have to know what what it is once i figured it out i taped reruns until i caught up every time robin chants canada i joined
1: (laughs) oh sweet little canadians all like "Canada." canada on their couch
0: my legendary moment has to go to seeing the Tim Hortons in the episode. I love Tim's. It's a big Canadian staple. They got the inside of the Tim's perfect. Regards, Tish.
1: Awesome. Well, yeah, that's because they used all real stuff. Crazy. All real ingredients, <gasps> just like Rachel's, Rachel's cookies, cookies and, and treats. <laughs> um. Next up is Anna, and Anna says, My legimo for this episode is just the whole gazolas scene. These are getting bigger. Don't look at it. That's a Ricky mistake. <laughs> we never used to put on underwear. And, of course, that mushroom's not the only thing that's leaving. <laughs> Ooh, so gross. I hate
0: mushrooms to begin with. So the fact that when one, I'm doing air clothes crawl away is really gross. Next up is Addis. It's my
1: friend Sarah Addis oh. from college. Yeah, I just call her Addis. All right. Addis.
0: Hey, Kate and Caitlin. One of my favorite little running gags of Himyam is slightly bizarro Canada. But I loved how this episode managed to sustain the Robin and Barney storyline and Robin's dueling citizenship based on the real-life alternate reality that can be Canada. As someone who's unexpectedly planning (gasps) a move to Canada within the next two years... Um, but I'm going to go with Barney's disbelief that these loonies and toonies are the legal tender of a legitimate <laughs> country before his, you may now go back to being pointless, Tim Horton's speech as my ledge legemone. I'm personally not sure how I'm going to adapt to this Monopoly moose money. <laughs> Come on, Addis. I love
1: that. Oh, I'm, I'm jealous. I kind of want to live in Canada. Yeah. But it's so far away. So many times I just want to fold the country. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just fold the country in half in quarters yes.
0: anyway uh,
1: uh, next up is Chris and Chris says I hi K I missed the last episode for my ledge mo, so I'll keep it short since it's not one of my favorites Chris did not keep it short spoiler alert <laughs> the hand motion Marshall makes when he and Lily are arguing about the failed double date night wait what oh 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 I see he's talking about last episode Oh, the, oh,
0: yeah, the yeah, hand yeah.
1: motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um The five sturdy cheeseburger and crackers is hilarious, but I love this episode. It has two solid storylines and brings us back to college moments with Ted and Marshall, and we see Barney and Robin's relationship take a step forward with Barney's support of Robin dealing with American citizenship. The fun road trip with Marshall and Ted is funny, although breaks an earlier rule from Marshall of mm-hmm. no food or drinks in the Fierro. Good yep. catch. Um, of course, it's easy to assume that rule changed over time. But It didn't. But maybe, I mean, maybe it came in and out or maybe they made exceptions on the roach. I, I don't know. Because the food or drinks rule happened before Marshall got the car mm-hmm. and he was so strict about it. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's an oversight. So good catch, Chris. Uh, Barney definitely wanted to help Robin become an American. And I think it's funny looking back at how some of the compliments of Canada can also be seen as a dig at America, like the free health care. Yeah, Barney's very good at that. I love the Canada storyline, as I've mentioned before. My legmo is the drunken trip to Toronto and subsequently going to Tim Hortons at, around the corner from the Hockey Hall of Fame the next morning. That is something that actually exists and is very much as Canadian as you can get. So cool.
0: That is awesome.
1: Uh, one of the cool Easter eggs in the episode is just seconds into the episode when Robin is fighting at the Hoser Hut. You can see in the background a man with a Vancouver Canucks jersey on and his last name is Baze. A nod to co-creator... Carter Bays, which is just like in Little Minnesota when Bays was on um, one of the jerseys. Um, Anyways, keep up the great podcast. You make my work days easier to get through. Chris Z. Thank you, Chris. I'm glad you didn't keep it short. That's some really good information. I agree. Uh, Oh, look, it's my friend Adam. Oh, it's your
0: friend Adam. So glad you got this one. So Adam writes in, this is a great episode. I've always wanted to become Canadian myself because a lot of the, a lot of things they have figured out, but still haven't pulled the trigger. Mm. My legendary moment is when Barney stands up and tells Canada how pointless their money and everything is, and then just gets beat up. Just shows how clueless some Americans are. Stay safe. Your buddy, Adam.
1: Aw. Okay. Next up is Rick. And Rick says, decent filler. Hi, ladies. Decent filler episode. I hope you explained what Surge was to all the Zoomers. We did. I was kind of into Ted pulling a Barney and tricking Marshall into finishing the drive to Chicago. My ledge mode was Marshall instantly being won over by Ted playing 500 Miles on the radio, or the stereo. And she's bad, she's bad. And she's bad, she's bad. Also, Also, is this the first appearance of the sad country intrum- instrumental song? It appears in a later episode mm-hmm. for a very effective emotional moment. I'm going to have to go back and listen. Yeah. Because I'm not sure which one he's talking about. Me either. Um, it didn't sound familiar to me, so I'm guessing this might be the first time. Like, I haven't heard it yet. Yeah. Um, so thanks, Rick. Everyone keep an eye out for that sad country intram- instrumental song. Is it like during the Sparky thing that they we hear it? Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. We'll have I'm to check sure. into out.
0: Next is Claire. Claire writes, hey, K&K. Thank you both so much for my birthday shout out. You totally put a smile on my face. You're so welcome. My legendary moment from dual citizenship is absolutely every tantrum moment, especially the cushion and phone book. I'd also (laughs) give a special mention to when Ted throws the car keys and Marshall bends down to pick them up. The disgusted (laughs) look on that cook's face was priceless. Yes, it was. Uh, thanks as always for the podcast. I look forward to so much. Until last year, I didn't do a lot of exercise, but now you come with me on my regular walks. Yay! I walk more often than, um, more often than Hey Beautiful podcast. So if you have any suggestions for other podcasts, I'd be happy to give them a listen. Sending you lots of love from Australia. Stay safe and well. Claire.
1: Do you listen to other podcasts right now? Is there anything you really love? I love, um... Dax Shepard
0: armchair expert. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he does a lot. He does like a lot of longer form kind of interviews,
1: and you get to see a very different side of people. Mm. Um, Cool. Yeah, I listen to very dumb, dumb, dumb stuff. Um, There's one of my favorite comedic duos, uh, Julie Goldman and Brandy Howard, have a Patreon where they do two one-hour episodes a week, and it's just them just bullshitting and just being ridiculous. They're usually drunk, often high. I love it. It's just crazy, and I I don't know. I just fine. I yeah. I can't get into the like, the the educational, informational, interesting podcast. I just need to listen to, Dumb. like farts on a microphone, basically. So that one, I listened to a drag race uh, recap. I don't know if you watch Drag Race, but I listened to Race Chaser. Um, it's a drag queen thing, and then I've gotten obsessed, obsessed. With Trisha Paytas. Do you know who this person is? Mm-mm. Absolute nightmare YouTuber. Cannot look away. Cannot look away from her. She is like a, a full tire fire. I will. But she... um. So she's been really problematic over the years. But recently she has gotten onto a podcast with one of my other favorite YouTubers, Ethan Klein. Who like really he's like one of the older youtubers so he like talks a lot of shit about like the new cringy people and he's really good for her and they like balance each other out okay um and so i've been listening to the frenemies episodes of the h3 podcast okay and they're vid they're on youtube too and it's just i can't look away from the from the disaster so if you need something really stupid go back to the beginning and watch those like she storms out she's stormed out several times and it's real fights like what are they
0: fighting about
1: well trisha starts dating ethan's brother-in-law like his wife's brother so then like there's all this like family Family. drama that's coming out and everything and like that stresses me out oh god no i don't i don't think it's for you okay but i love it so much that's trisha Oh. She's like every she's just she's a mess. I'm not co-signing everything she does, but she's a fucking wacko and I just That's love, fun to watch. Yeah. It, for me for me it's fun to watch. And I think they've had like Dr. Drew on a couple times to like mediate for them after they had these horrible blow mm-hmm. ups and fights. Um and she's so much better now than from the beginning. I've like gone back to like watch really? the early ones and she's like so much more stable. So it's it's been cool to like anyway see her watch, growth see her growth and and becoming like a real person because like holy shit all right um so those are some highbrow lowbrow options for you Claire <laughs> and uh, next up is David R and David says ah I missed sending you my ledge mo all I have to say for this episode and future episodes is tantrum well David you didn't miss out so there you go. Oh, a tantrum will come back around, too. Let me we'll add them to the runners. That's, that's smart.
0: Our last legendary moment comes from Jeff, and Jeff writes, Hi, k and K, I I hope you're both doing well. My legmo for this episode has to be the combo of Robin going full Canadian mm-hmm. and Barney bashing Canada right back at her. I also love the idea of a pizza road trip, though. One of these days, I need to get to New Haven for some pizza. <gasps> I've heard good things about that style of pizza. Best Jeff. Jeff you, sent from my iPhone. You
1: are correct, yes, sir. Yes, you yes. are correct. And I mean, everyone has their their favorites, but they're all good. Like you cannot go wrong. I'll say that
0: the um, OG Frank Pepe just passed away. Actually, he did yeah? Because yeah. we drove to New Jersey to visit some family this past weekend, and they had some billboards up in his Aww. honor in New Haven.
1: Aww r.i.p. frank
0: yeah. um chris and i love food road trips yeah. um we've driven not really out of state um just within connecticut um, mm. all over the place for different really good meals we love a food venture for
1: sure we we've done it but only after like when we camp up in vermont and we in montpelier there's a breakfast place that's like out of this yeah. world like they're all about their biscuits, and so like mm. a, a lot of their stuff has the biscuits in it. So we have of a of an of a weekend like just driven up the four or five hours to get. I love that the morning breakfast; it's so fucking good.
0: I understand that.
1: Um, what's your legendary
0: moment? Um, for braces, I, I took a, it's if she's pissed, she's pissed.
1: Oh, so good!
0: Yeah. Or Robin being a belligerent American and littering in the street <laughs> and. Maybe, yeah, if she's pissed, it's the two lines. If she's pissed, she's pissed, and then maybe I'll rob a liquor store, maybe I won't, my
1: choice. My choice. Um, I have to give it to Shrimp Fried Rice. Oh. Because no one said it. Shrimp Fried Rice. rice. Shrimp Fried fried Rice. rice. We had a lot of great legendary moments. Um, I also love the Cut It Out of Me. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a bunch of little ones in there, so...
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time
1: for bagpipes. This might be my favorite. Well, definitely my favorite so far of season five. All right. Uh, not well. We haven't gotten to Zura so we'll get there. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Send your legendary moments to HeyBeautifulPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to put in the subject bagpipe so that way uh, Kate can find it a lot faster and we won't miss it. Um, Of course, thank you to Rachel's Cookies and Treats for being our most delicious sponsor. And if you love this recap, be sure to leave us an Apple Podcast review. It helps our HB family to grow and uh, help us achieve that goal of getting ranked, please, and thank you. Lofty goal. Yes, but we got yeah 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 Uh, be sure to subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify or stitcher so you never miss a recap and we hope you'll come back next episode
1: because it's gonna be legend wait for it
0: this has been hey beautiful with your hosts kate gorton and caitlin turner our intro outro music is by owl all